is coming up now on Established in the Faith. No matter how dark the stain may be, no matter how far down that road of sin you may have gone, Jesus Christ can cleanse it, and He does it with His precious blood that was shed at Calvary's cross. That is the gospel. neighbor and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me please to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 1, picking it up once again at verse 21 today. Philippians chapter 1. Verse 21, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain, but if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor, yet what I shall choose I wot not. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your forbearance and joy of faith, that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absence, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. And I want to use for a subject today, continuing what we tried to preach last week, striving together for the faith. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for His help today. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person that you have brought this way today. Lord, I thank you for every person that is listening by the internet, by the radio. Lord, I just ask today that you will move upon the hearts of your people today. Lord, anoint me today to rightly divide this word of truth. Lord, if I say it, it'll fall to the ground. But Lord, if your spirit be in it, your anointing be behind it, Lord, the target will be hit. The needs will be met today. Lord, anoint your people today to hear and to receive of your word that we all might be drawn closer to you. Deeper into your word, Lord, help us to be led more by your spirit. And we're careful to give you praise and glory for all that you have done and for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Paul, on his second missionary journey established the first church on European soil. It was made up of a small group of people, a young lady by the name of Lydia who was a businesswoman. It was made up of a young girl 
who was possessed of a demon spirit, and then Paul cast this demon spirit out of her. She got saved. And then there was a Roman jailer, a man who worked for the Roman government. He got saved, gave his heart to the Lord, and then his whole family got saved. And this church was made up of this small group of people, somewhere around maybe eight to ten people. Now, we look at that and say, well, that is a small church. That is a small group of people. The world would look at it, and much of the church today would look at that and say, well, that is insignificant. What can they do? Oh, let me tell you something today, folks. When we all come together in one spirit, in one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel of Jesus Christ, you can move mountains. Did y'all hear what I said? Glory to God. I feel that today. The only reason this nation is here today I believe it's because of what the Apostle Paul did when he heard that Macedonian call on his second missionary journey, got on that ship and headed over to Europe, and then it went from there over into England, and then from there it migrated over here to the United States. I'm trying to tell you today that if it wasn't for this small group of people and the Apostle Paul, striving together for the faith of the gospel, the United States of America would not be here today. Do you understand the bearing that this small group of people had on Western civilization? This small group of people had no idea what would be coming thousands of years down the road. But they were of one mind, one spirit, striving together for the gospel. If I can just get this church right here, in one spirit, in one mind, with one purpose, and that purpose is to get the gospel of Jesus Christ out to a lost and dying world. There's no telling what we could do. I thank God for the platform that we currently have. But I'm asking God to widen that platform. I'm asking God to open it up more. And by the grace of God, He's going to do it. But folks, let me tell you, I cannot do it by myself. I've got to have your prayers. I've got to have your support. You see, the gospel of Jesus Christ changes lives. I can't change nobody's life. There's not one thing that I can do to change. I can influence you and give you some guidance and hopefully give you some good advice. But only the gospel of Jesus Christ can change your life. I don't care how bad the situation is. I don't care how far and deep in sin a person may go. The gospel of Jesus Christ can go through that darkness and grip a hold of that heart. And when they put faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes inside and changes that person down on the inside. And then you are to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit.
The most powerful force on the face of this earth is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It breaks my heart today. We have more radio stations today, more stations on air today that are called Christian. Both radio and television. More than ever has been in history. But let me tell you, here's what breaks my heart. Very little gospel is being preached today. People don't know what the gospel is. When you say gospel, immediately people think about money, riches, prosperity, how to improve yourself, how to be a better you, the gospel, some 12-step program. No, that is not the gospel. It is a gospel, but it is not the gospel that I'm trying to preach to you today. Let me tell you what the gospel is. It is the story of man who failed. And a God who loved man so much that he took upon himself human flesh. Came into this world, lived a perfect life. He did for us what we could not do for ourselves. And then he went to a cross to pay for our sins. For the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And Jesus Christ died the most horrifying death that can ever be imagined in the mind of mankind. And when Jesus died on Calvary's cross, he paid for every sin. Past, present, future no matter how dark the stain may be no matter how far down that road of sin you may have gone jesus christ can cleanse it and he does it with his precious blood that was shed at calvary's cross that is the gospel but much of what is preached today is another gospel and paul warned about another gospel fostered by another spirit and if it is not the Holy Spirit, then friend, it is a demon spirit. But the Bible says in the last days they would depart from the faith, faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ, to another gospel. They would give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And God has one way to get the gospel out. He calls on someone anoints them with the Holy Spirit of God a cry within the heart of that person and they can't be happy doing anything else God calls them gives them that message gives them the anointing of the Holy Spirit to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ but let me tell you this no matter how called of God the preacher may be no matter how anointed that preacher may be if the people don't send the preacher how shall they hear without a preacher it is a group effort it's not just the preacher it's everybody joining in one spirit 
one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because that is the only thing that can save mankind. I told you this last week. I'm going to say it again. The single most important work on the face of this planet right now is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It must go forth. Right now, population of the world is 7.5 billion people. You think of that. Only 2 billion claim some form of Christianity. That leaves 5.5 billion people who are lost. 5.5 billion people that must hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Every minute... Every second that goes by, 60 seconds in a minute, there's 180 people who will step into eternity. That comes out to be 10,800 souls in an hour. I'm talking about an eternal soul that steps into eternity to meet God. And most of those who step into eternity in the hour that we have been here in this service today, most of those people will die and go to hell. Feeding the hungry is important. Hurricane relief efforts, that's important. But those things are only temporary. Only the gospel of Jesus Christ has eternal consequences. And Satan fights this right here harder than he does anything else. The Apostle Paul was no stranger to the devil's attacks. He was kidnapped, beaten on several occasions his life was threatened on several occasions he was accused in several lawsuits interrogated ridiculed suffered shipwreck was even bitten by a serpent as satan used one thing after the other to stop the apostle paul from preaching the gospel he was thrown in prison several times. And even this right here, which I've read to you today, at the time he wrote it, he was in prison in Rome. And I want you to hear what he said in verse 12. Philippians chapter 1, verse 12. Dana, if you will, pull that up. He said, I want you to understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. What did he mean by that? He's saying that the devil has tried everything in his power to stop him. And no matter what the devil throwed his way, he took advantage of those 
situations and use those opportunities to share Christ with others. How many of us today can honestly say that? Life comes at you hard. Situations that we really don't want to be in. But in the midst of that trial, in the midst of that situation, we share Christ with somebody else. How many of you here in this place, those of you listening by radio recently, you've been in the hospital. You're out of your daily routine. You're involved in something really that you don't want to be involved with. But you took advantage of that situation and you shared your testimony. You shared Christ with someone else. You see, there are some of you that are in prison right now. You've given your heart to God. You love the Lord. But because of your crime now, you've got to pull your time. And you think, what can I do for the furtherance of the gospel? Sir, let me tell you, the devil's going to throw everything in the world at you to try to stop you. He's going to discourage you. He's going to keep hanging things over your head and make you think that you're insignificant. But God can use you right where you are in that prison to minister to others that are there. Are you listening to me, church? God can use you right in your situation. There are some of you listening to me right now. You've got cancer and you're questioning God. Why? Why do I have cancer? Why not you? Maybe you've got it because God can trust you to reach somebody that you couldn't reach otherwise. That's what the Apostle Paul was talking about here. He said, let me read it to you again. Understand, brethren, that the things which have happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. Then he went on to say, verse 13. He said, my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. In other words, I'm preaching the gospel to leaders, those who were in positions that if this thing had not happened to me, I wouldn't have been able to reach these people. I'm able to reach people now that I could not before. And he says, in all the palace and in all other places, do you realize today that if the Apostle Paul was not in a Roman prison, we would not be reading the book of Philippians today? Do you understand that what Paul wrote here in Philippians reached thousands of years into the future and has reached you and I here today? Let me ask you this. What is it that you're doing right now for the kingdom of God that will reach hundreds if not thousands of years into the future? These little kids that are sitting here today. The influence that you have on them, on their little minds. It's important. There's no telling what God can do in their lives for the furtherance of the gospel. 
to look at these kids and say, oh, that's insignificant. What can they do? Let me tell you this. They can do more than what some of you have done. Oh, let me go ahead and get right on down where it's at. I saw them up at the altar this morning asking to be anointed with oil. How much faith is that? Let me tell you, I just got to share this with you. I know this is, I'm getting off of my point now, but. Bella, where are you at? There you are. Hey, sweetheart. She came up here this morning to be prayed over and anointed with oil. I said, darling, what do you want us to pray about? Pray for my daddy. He was in a bad accident. The faith of that little child. For just a few moments. You see right now. There are thousands of church services going on all over this country. And all around the world. As people come together and they worship God. But her faith, childlike faith for just a few moments, God pushed everything aside and she had His attention. Do you feel that? Do you sense that this morning? Childlike faith. What kind of influence are we having on our kids. God has given us a tremendous responsibility. And you may not agree with some of the things that we're doing. But we're doing what we can. To keep these kids interested in the things of God. And in the work of God. Are you hearing me? And if you don't agree with some of the things that are going on, just pray for us. That God will steer us in the direction that He wants us to go. It's all done for the furtherance of the gospel. Who knows? There might be another Billy Graham sitting here in our midst today. Little bitty fellow, you never know. And we have a tremendous responsibility. One spirit, one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. All right. Paul said, verse 21, took me two weeks to get here, now I about run out of time, but I'm finally here, got one minute left. He said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain, but if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. What did he mean? He simply meant this. As long as I'm living in this flesh, I'm going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's going to be the fruit of my life. Is that going to be the fruit of your life today? He said, I have a desire to be with the Lord, and I'm just paraphrasing here now. But to be here in the flesh is more needful for you because I know that I can help you further in the faith and to be more abundant in Jesus Christ. He knew that his knowledge of the Word of God would benefit those people greatly so. 
He said, only let your conversation. Now, when you think of the word conversation, you think of me talking to you, you talking to me. But that's an old English word. It simply means lifestyle. Let your lifestyle. It goes further than just your conversation and your talk. See, a lot of people can talk it out, but not too many people can walk it out. See, it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to get your walk lined up with your talk. And he said, let your conversation, your lifestyle, be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. That whether I come and see you or else be absent, that I may hear of your affairs. Let me tell you, God knows our affairs. He knows what's going on. He knows the efforts that are being made. And he knows the lack of effort that is being made. And let me tell you, there will be rewards accordingly. For those things. He said stand fast. One spirit. One mind. Striving together. For the faith of the gospel. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- 299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601. Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to EstablishingTheFaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina. Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.